Welcome everyone, Holly G, your go-to video gal, and you're listening to The 360 Entrepreneur with Yanni Luga. This is episode 32, and today we talk about getting started with video marketing. Here we go. Welcome to The 360 Entrepreneur Podcast, the show for entrepreneurs and small business owners who dream big and want to do bigger. Join some of the world's top entrepreneurs, internet marketers, and best-selling authors as they share their inspiring stories, their struggles, and give actionable tips that will help you build, grow, and promote your online business. Here's your host, Yanni Lunga. Hey everybody, what's up? Is your host, as you heard in the intro, Yanni Lunga here with the 32nd episode of the 360 Entrepreneur Podcast in another beautiful sunny June day. I hope you're having a fantastic week and you're ready to learn more about video. We talked about do-it-yourself video in episode 13 with Lou Borton, but video is becoming more and more popular. It's really becoming hot, a hot commodity for businesses. Small business owners, entrepreneurs should really leverage video. So today we talk about getting started with video marketing. So we talk about the things you should keep in mind and do to start leveraging video to promote and grow your business. And what a guest we have joining us today. Before I tell you more about her, let's take a quick second and check out today's sponsor. Before I found out about Social Oomph, I would spend hours promoting my content on social media. Now with Social Oomph, I can easily schedule updates on Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, put those on iToPilot and let Social Oomph work its magic. Go to 36entrepreneur.net slash socialoomph to sign up and boost your social media productivity today. Alright, so today we are joined by Oli Gillen, aka Oli G of hollygstudios.com. She's a video marketing expert, a blogger, and she really helps bloggers, entrepreneurs, small business owners, not only getting started with video and video marketing, but really helps them go from start to start. She has so many great video marketing tools that she shares with us today. Like always, you find the show notes with the links to everything Holly and I talk about in this episode at 360entrepreneur.net slash episode 32. Let's hear it. Here is getting started with video marketing with Holly Gillen. Everybody joining us today is a superstar. And I know that many of you have really appreciated episode 13, where we talked about do-it-yourself video, video marketing. I've seen people really engaged. The downloads of those of that episode have been crazy. People have written on, face, on Facebook, on Twitter. They have really shared that episode. And if you've enjoyed that, you're gonna love today's episode. Today, we go back to video and we talk about many, many aspects that we actually didn't touch on that episode. So it's a perfect episode for you, whether you're starting out with video or if you're already using video to promote your business, you're gonna really love it. And joining us today is our go-to girl when it comes to video. She really helps people get the most out of their video, promote their business in the best possible way. And I'm so very happy to welcome on the show, Ole Gillen. Hey, Ole, how's it going? It is going well. So happy to be here. Thank you. Awesome. May, may I call you Holly G? Absolutely. Awesome. Because that's that's a, a very smooth tune to it. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. You're so welcome. So 
Guys, Holly, you can find Holly's blog and everything she does at hollygstudios.com. And like in every episode, you find the show notes with the links to everything Holly and I mentioned, including the worksheet to this episode in the show notes. So, Holly, can you tell the listeners a little bit more about yourself, who you are, what you do, and what they can find at hollygstudios.com? Sure. So... I basically empower modern online entrepreneurs to go from confused to confident on both sides of the camera. And I teach them the skills that they need to create, not just videos, but business cinema. Mm -hmm. And I have tons and tons of DIY video tutorials on how to get started with video, how to look natural and how to go pro in my business cinema blog on hollygstudios.com. That's great. And and I remember that obviously, you know, when I prepare for interviews, I really research the guests and I've been actually a, a fan of yours for so for some months. I've subscribed to to your email list. I'm part of your uh, Facebook group. And guys, as I said, you'll find the link to all those things and much, much more in the show notes. And I remember that you talked that you actually started with kind of behind the scenes. So you were first and foremost behind the camera before you actually started to step in front of the camera. Am I correct, Holly? That is correct. My background is in video production. I've been in video production in New York City since 2008. Mm -hmm. And I worked on tons and tons of uh, different production projects with um, HBO, Sundance Channel, um, Forrest Whitaker, Big Time Rush, and transitioned from working with corporate clients into working with small businesses and entrepreneurs to create online video back in 2010. Mm -hmm. And that kind of metamorphosed into, in 2013, um, the business that I'm doing now, where instead of creating the video content for the online business owner or the small business owner or entrepreneur, I empower them to create the videos on their own. And that's awesome. And, you know, I really wanted to make sure that I mentioned that aspect of you because it's great that you can really tell us, you know, everything there is to know from both sides of the camera. Obviously, we're going to focus on the what comes to being in front of the camera. But I know that you also on your blog, you have many, many tips that go also from the being behind the camera. And the first question I want to ask you is, uh, we've seen if you guys follow any blogger, any podcaster, you've seen that video is becoming more and more popular. People are starting to release video series also on iTunes. So Holly, why do you think entrepreneurs and, and small business owners should really leverage video to promote their business? Video is such a powerful tool for creating that connection with your audience because they have the opportunity to see you, see your body language, hear your voice, hear your passion. And it instantly creates that connection where in the online world, if you just have a website, a sole website with um, only written content on it, it's hard for someone browsing through that for the first time to really get a sense of who you are. Mm -hmm. With video, you instantly, it's like meeting somebody in, in person, you, seven seconds, you, you know, you have that it's the, um, the instant connection, the first impression with the video content, you have the opportunity to connect with your audience, to build that know, like, and trust factor, to establish yourself as an expert and build your credibility through your video content. Also, that there's, so go, sorry, go ahead. 
No, no, go go ahead, Ollie, please. There's tons and tons of reasons why people are using video. Video also um, improves your ability to get on the first page of a Google search. You're 53 times more likely to get on the first page of a Google search if you have video content on the the page people are searching for. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, definitely. And I know that, you know, people are, are probably getting really excited about listening to you and I and talking about video. And I'm, But I'm sure that one of the things that are probably, you know, kind of stopping them from doing that, and I'm sure you can tell us more because you work with, with many, many small business owners and entrepreneurs who want to get started with, with video is about the tools. Because when we are not kind of video experts, we, you know, when we think about video or we see this, for example, Tim Ferriss has recently started his own show. We think mm-hmm. about Pat Flynn with SPI TV. Mm-hmm. We think about, you know, I, we wonder how much they've spent for their equipment. They have a videographer. And so we think, well, we don't have the, you know, the knowledge. We don't have the time. We don't have the money. We don't have the resources. So I wanted to ask you if you have some recommendations in terms of tools for people who are listening to us. And maybe if you can kind of give us a couple of different uh, toolkits so something that can be kind of a bit more uh, low cost and wallet friendly and something maybe for intermediate and advanced people. Sure, absolutely. Well, let me fir- let me start by saying, firstly, everyone starts with their first video, no matter how professional and polished they may appear to you in this moment. They all started with their first video. The important thing, and I think sometimes people use equipment like not knowing or not having the or exact equipment that uh, somebody else has as a as a block as an excuse. Mm-hmm. So my number one recommendation to anybody I work with is to just always start with what you have. You're going to have a period of time where you're building the foundation, the base upon which the rest of your video journey will will lay. And if you don't start with that foundation, if you don't get comfortable just being in front of the camera, it doesn't matter how fancy equipment, how much fancy equipment you get, how many people you hire to come in and light you and mic you and and do all of this stuff. If you are not ready, because no matter where you go, there you are. No matter, no amount of equipment can fix that. So that being said, start with what you have. If you have an iPhone, pick up your iPhone. It shoots HD video. Um, if you have a, any any smartphone, any point and shoot camera. If you have um, your built-in camera on your laptop or your iMac, you can use that in conjunction with QuickTime to create videos there. Just starting it there, getting comfortable in that position, utilizing what you have, and then moving forward as your budget um, allows you to invest in better and bigger equipment. You can then jump up and start using um, Sony camcorders are very um, friendly and easy to use. Um, If you have more, it depends on your, the features you want and the functionality you want and what types of videos you're going to create, but there's tons of affordable DSLRs. Canon makes a bunch. Um, Nikon also has a, you know, a line of very affordable DSLR cameras. DSLR cameras have interchangeable lenses which mm-hmm. give you the ability to create things like a shallow depth of field, which is where you have um, the person in the frame in focus and then the background's kind of blurry. That's what oh, okay. that that's what the shallow depth of field. So you can do that with a DSLR, but you must have an understanding of what 
ISO aperture and shutter speed are so that you can really get the full functionality of using that camera. If you don't even want to be bothered with all that stuff, camcorder is the way to go. Awesome. Awesome. And, and obviously you mentioned a smartphone and it's something that Lou uh, Borton also told us on episode 13, where he also kind of said what you, what you just told us that, you know, you should really go with what you have. And he said that actually he still shoots sometimes some videos on his iPhone or on his tablet, on his iPad in his case. So guys really go for what, uh, with what you have to start. And then as Holly just told us, you can then pick up things along the way, you know, the things that you can afford. If you want to have some more advanced feature, you can definitely do that. And obviously, uh, having the right equipment helps but if we don't have kind of a good strategy our videos can turn out to be disasters <laughs> so i i want to ask you uh, i know that on in one of your video and posts you talk about the importance of having some kind of video script for your blog and mm -hmm. i wanted to ask you if you could share some tips on with us in terms of how we can write a video script for uh, our blog, even though we are not experts as you are, Holly. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah, absolutely. So depending on, so there's, there's a couple of different routes that you can go. You can use bullet points if that's what you feel comfortable with. You can write a full script if that's what you feel comfortable with, or the, the key is to always be prepared before you hit that record button. You'd never mm -hmm. want to just wing it without a script. It's not an option. So pre-production being prepared. So some tips for writing a script is you want it to always be one or more of the following engaging, entertaining, educational, or inspiring. Mm -hmm. You want it to serve a purpose. You don't want to be creating content just for the sake of creating content. Um, so the first, the first thing is you really want to keep in mind who you're actually making this video for. So have an understanding of who your audience is. The second thing is you want to right for the ear, meaning you're going to be speaking this script. So writing it in a conversational tone. Mm -hmm. So keeping that in mind as you're kind of going through the motions and writing the script. Um, the second thing is you want to tell people immediately what you're going to tell them. So tell, you know, write that part of the script, tell them immediately what you're going to tell them, then tell them, and then recap that if necessary. Mm -hmm. The fourth thing is you want to remember that you're only speaking to one person. You're not speaking to an audience of people. So you want to make sure you're using the proper pronouns mm -hmm. to be speaking to only one person. And you want to speak directly to that person. When people watch videos, they're usually at home by themselves on their computer <laughs> or, you know, maybe on the train with their, with their phone watching your video. And they're not, they're not with a group of people. Um, the final tip is to have a call to action. So have some sort of way to wrap it all together and tell people what you want them to do. You've just delivered immense value through your video content. Now you're asking them to do something for you. So have that call to action at the end. Okay. So basically to, to make sure to establish or try to uh, establish a one-on-one -on -one connection. And you talk now about the uh, having a call to action. So pretty much with every video. And do you have uh, any any recommendations or on you know or suggestions on what those call to actions could be? Sure. I mean, it really depends on your overall video goals and why you're yeah, creating right. the content. It could be you you maybe you're making this piece of content to promote an opt-in that you have. So obviously, the call to action at the end would be directing people to that particular opt-in. 
or you're interested in pumping up your YouTube subscriber base. So maybe you want to say, and make sure to subscribe to my YouTube channel as the, you know, they ask, or mm-hmm. you can have multiple calls to action and ask like, Hey, can you subscribe to my YouTube channel? And if you like this video, maybe you want to share it. Or, you know, most importantly, you always want to direct people back to your base, your home base. So either come to your website, sign up for your newsletter, where you then now have um, access and control over that. Awesome. And now, actually, you got me curious because you 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 told us that, you know, one can have also uh, several call to actions. And sure. in your experience, you, you have a tons of video on hologystudios.com. So you really know about everything's video and in your experience uh, have you have you seen that it works well to have a couple of call to actions or you know it really just depends honestly mm-hmm. it depends on the, it depends on the focus of the video mm-hmm. my my regular blog post videos i usually have three calls to action um, i usually ask to subscribe to my youtube channel like the video and then also come on over to become one of my VIP insiders over at Holly G Studios. <laughs> okay, now now that you you put it out there, you have to tell us. Obviously, I you know I'm a VIP insider because I subscribe <laughs> I subscribe to your newsletter and I know what it's behind the scenes. So I know what I get you know every time you hit my inbox. But can you tell pe- the people who are listening to you and I you know why they should head over to hollygstudios.com and sign up for the VIP Insider. Well, as one of my VIP insiders, you get special behind the scenes uh, secrets and special um, exclusive offers that I only share with my VIP insiders, as well as personal stories that I share through my email newsletter. Yeah, no, and and guys, I can vouch for that. And actually, it's so that, you know, I have, I'm a subscriber of I don't know how many newsletters, <laughs> but yours, I have to say that it's one of those that whenever I get an email, I always open it and I check out. And with every single broadcast you send out, I learn a thing of two or two. So guys, again, make sure to head over to hollygstudios.com or simply go to the show notes page of this episode and sign up for the VIP Insider and Thank me later for that. And, <laughs> <laughs> and we've talked about the tools. We've talked about the importance of having a script. And I also know that storytelling is a very, very powerful element of video. So what, so what do you have for us all in terms of storytelling for video? Storytelling is, is an important way to communicate. We've been telling each other stories for thousands of years. As human beings, we are equipped to listen to and be, you know, listen to stories and tell stories. Um, so using stories to captivate your audience is a great way to communicate. So I have three tips for storytelling. The first tip is that it's okay to be vulnerable and share a vulnerable story. It will, Mm -hmm. it will humanize you. It will help you create that connection with your audience and help you become more relatable. Um, and don't feel like you have to tell the story of your big win because it's not, as we know, as entrepreneurs, every day is not a big win. You right. know, there, there, <laughs> there are those down days and those down times. And it's within those moments in our lives and our businesses that we learn the most. So why not parlay that learning experience into an opportunity where you can teach somebody? Mm-hmm. So taking that, um, not so great experience and sharing it with your audience through 
storytelling to maybe help one or two people who may be going through something that's similar to what you went through. Um, the second thing is it doesn't, a, a good story does not have to be complicated. And in fact, the simpler the story, I think the better sometimes. I feel like sometimes people try to overcomplicate things with too many details and too much information and it just becomes convoluted. If you just tell a simple story, tell a simple story from your heart. That's what's going to, to really help you connect. The last thing is that you really want to remain authentic and tell your story. I don't want to listen to you telling me the story you think I want to hear. Mm-hmm. I want to listen to you telling me your story from your heart, from your perspective, as you. <laughs> <laughs> Holly, I'm really loving this chat. And, and guys, if you are enjoying it, make sure to let Holly know. Give her a shout out on Twitter at Holly G Studios. Follow her for more tips that she shares on Twitter and make sure to let her know that you're listening to her and myself here on the 36 Entrepreneur Podcast. I love it. So guys, keep in mind when it comes to storytelling, don't be afraid to be vulnerable. Keep it simple. Don't try to be too fancy, too complicated. Keep your story simple and be yourself. Just be authentic. Thanks for these great tips, Holly. And I want to take a step back and go back to talk a little bit about something that is kind of related with the setting of shooting a video, which is the, you know, the background, the lightnings, and the, the kind of the location of the video, indoors, outdoors. And we've seen we've see that, at least I know that I see people that are really shooting all kinds of videos. And I know that you also sometimes do, do like that, that you're not always necessarily in the exact same uh, setting. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to ask you if you can share your insight with us <laughs> in terms of, you know, what to keep in mind when when we shoot a, uh, when we want to shoot a video what to keep in mind when it comes to the background and the lightning and if you have some tips also in terms of you know when we shoot indoors and outdoors sure so inside when you're shooting inside um when i shoot inside i use a combination of natural light and um artificial light that's daylight balanced so mm-hmm. it kind of it doesn't compete with one another so i you know, have my shades open and I have the light shining. And most of the time I have the setup. So either I'm on a plain wall mm-hmm. or a plain backdrop to keep it simple. And I do that specifically when I'm creating content that um, is more tutorial based, like a, in yeah. a lot of like my behind the scenes program and, and stuff like that. I, I do videos with a plain, plain background. Other times I'm in front of my desk and I have some different things kind of set up on my desk very strategically and very purposefully. (laughs) And I do that for a reason because, you know, your background, generally speaking, you want to keep it simple and and related to your brand Mm -hmm. and how you want to be perceived. So as an example, in my set, I have a slate and I have a golden statue, which is kind (laughs) of in line with, (laughs) it's in line with my branding. Um, I wouldn't have like a shoebox or like um, a dumbbell on the set mm-hmm. with me because it doesn't make any sense. But if you are like a personal trainer or a health coach, maybe you want to have items in your set that are related to your business. You want to keep it simple, keep things related to your brand or how you want to be perceived in your videos with your brand. If you, you want to make sure that there's 
nothing growing out of the back of your head, sitting on your shoulder, nothing moving in the background, nothing that is going to distract the viewer from paying attention to to what you're saying. The key to the, a good background is that no one really notices. Oh, that's it. That's I lo- I love it. I love it. Yeah. So because they're so they're so into what you're saying because they're not being distracted by what's going on back there. Maybe they notice they look around, but that's not the they're not like spending the whole time watching your video looking at like <laughs> what's that? Is that a is that is that a dog? What's going on back there? Is that dirty laundry <laughs> on the floor? You <laughs> And then if you go outside, you want to shoot at specific times of the day. You want to shoot um, when the sun is lower in the sky as opposed to higher in the mm-hmm. sky, if you can help it. Um, this will help uh, diminish shadows from your face. Also, when you're shooting outside, you want to take an opportunity to just stand there silently for a moment and listen. What do you hear? Do you hear trains? Do you hear planes? Do you hear people talking? Do you hear birds? Do you hear cars? If you can help it, try to go to an area where the uh, sound is a little blocked or a little muffled so that it's not interfering with your video. Man, Holly, I'm having such a great time talking to you. And before we continue, let's take a second to check out today's sponsor. Being from Switzerland, I know quite a lot about Swiss Army knives and time. I mean, after all, Switzerland is the country of watches, right? When it comes to social media, Social Oomph is my Swiss Army knife. With Social Oomph, I can put my social media marketing on autopilot and I can focus on networking and building valuable connections. Schedule tweets, track keywords, manage Facebook and LinkedIn profiles, groups, pages. Social Oomph does it all. Go to 360entrepreneur.net slash social to get Social Oomph for free or even snatch the free 7-day trial for Social Oomph Pro at 36entrepreneur.net slash social oomph. Great. So guys, there we have it. Some some golden nuggets for the video background for shooting indoors and outdoors. And Holly, you have really covered so much ground. You we talked about so many things. We talked about the equipment a little bit. We've talked about the video script, the importance of storytelling, and now we just gotten some great tips from you when it comes to the background of the video and the, what to keep in mind when we shoot indoors or outdoors. And so there is something that, that you explained in one of your posts and video that I think was, you know, I, I really marked it down and I, I made a note to myself to remember to ask you about that because you talked about ways to come up with video content. And I think it's great because it's something that sometimes when we are content creators, whether it's a blog or a podcast like this or a video like Holly, you do, sometimes we can come across a sort of writer's block. So uh, I, I thought that I would just ask you, what are your tips for coming up with video content and make sure that we never run out of ideas? Um, that's funny that you, I love that video. So (laughs) if you are stumped for video content, the first way to come up with content for your videos is questions, commonly asked questions. I usually spend some time every day looking through groups that I'm a member of or different forums that I participate in. And I look for commonly, commonly asked questions Mm -hmm. or questions that seem to come up a lot. And then I create content around those questions because I obviously people want to know the answers to them. And instead of telling the answer, you know, 20 times a day, I just create a video and say, oh, go to my video, check out my video. So common ask questions. If you're just getting started and you don't know what kinds of questions, answer the questions that you want people to be asking you. Mm-hmm. Um, 
think about like, all right, you, when people work with me, this is what they need to know. And then answer those questions um, or questions that people should be asking you. Um, the second thing is you can repurpose content that you've already written. So go back into your written content, look for your most popular blog posts, which one's got the most attention and then recreate them as videos, you know, kind of look through which ones are going to be the most um, appropriate to recreate in a video form and then pick those and recreate them. I think I say in the video, like people, you know, don't be concerned that you're regurgitating your own material because it's likely that maybe somebody is a new fan and they haven't seen it yet. And then I say, you know, if somebody has been your fan for a long time, they're your super fan and they don't care if you redo it again because they're your super fan. Yeah, no, it's, it's true. Yeah. <laughs> and sometimes you need to hear things more than once. So don't let that be a concern. Just recreate your written content. Um, the third thing is you can do a review of a book or a movie, depending on, you know, which one is more applicable to your business. Um, I read tons of books and I, I have a whole list of books that I want to do vid, uh, book, video book reviews on. I'm going to get to those too, but <laughs> you know, review a book or a movie. Also, I have a list going of the top 10 Ted talks mm -hmm. that you should watch as an, as a, as a video creator. Yeah. And actually you really start to make the wheels in my head spin because I think that the, those, those kind of things that you mentioned now, the last couple of examples, I think that those things could work actually very, very well because it's very easy to start a conversation based on, you know, a book review mm -hmm. or uh, the top, you know, top in your case, you said, you know, the best TED talks you guys should watch. I, I love it. So guys, we have gotten some very specific uh, tips so that we'd never run out of ideas. And is there something else, Oli, sorry that I cut you off. Is there something else that you wanted to add? Absolutely. No worries. Um, two more things. So you can also interview someone. So someone who has um, a complimentary um, relationship with your audience, somebody who's going to bring something new, a different perspective to the table, interview mm -hmm. them and share that with your audience. You could also do a video case study where you include, you know, images and video clips and slides from maybe some of your past clients. Like if you're a graphic designer, you could create an amazing like video slideshow of like the work that you did with before and after pictures and stuff like that. Like people love that stuff. You're, you're, you have given us so much food for thoughts. I'm sure that people are already taking notes and, you know, they have already some ideas. I know that I've gotten already some ideas because of you. So I want to also thank you personally for that, Holly. And, and, um, the last question I have for you to wrap up this awesome talk is about, uh, some of the, uh, you know, new, new things that are happening with social media. We obviously, when we think about video and social media, we think about YouTube, we think about Vimeo, but, uh, video is also becoming more and more, uh, important and relevant also when it comes to Facebook and Twitter. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to ask you first, if you have any tips in terms of using video on Facebook. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Facebook has really been, I, I'm doing some experiments actually, as we speak about um, promoting video promotions on my Facebook page and the reach and the reach has been crazy. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm, I'm just starting to kind of go through all the analytics of it now, but I can tell you that it's definitely in the right direction. Um, and is it something, is, sorry, sorry, Oli, to interrupt you, but uh, now no, I'm, I'm really curious. Is it, uh, in, in this case, uh, did you uh, boost the, the post? So did you kind of do, uh, did you do a, an ad campaign or is it just some post that got some natural traction? 
everything's been organic so far. Okay. I haven't done any any paid um, boosts or promotions or ads or anything like that for this particular experiment because I'm comparing it to the reach on YouTube. Oh, okay. And I think so far what I've noticed, just some p- preliminary things, is that um, I'm getting more views um, according to the data on Facebook, but they're not necessarily views for the long term. Oh. So I think I'm getting more more plays, watch time, more, more plays. And I think sometimes because it just plays automatically when it, people scroll through the feed and that they count that as a view. I think if it goes more than five seconds, don't quote me on this. I am not a <laughs> Facebook video expert. Um, and on YouTube, um, the people watching on YouTube tend to watch for a longer period of time, mm-hmm. but this is very my, this is only with my videos preliminary. So just food for thought. I mean, just, just putting that out there. This isn't like rock hard, solid, take this and run with it information, like all the other tips. <laughs> well, I think, you know, it's a, it's another reason people should follow you on Twitter at G Studios. So guys, you will get to know the results of, of Holly's experiment. And so we have some, you know, obviously uh, what I got out of your comment is that we should really leverage video also on Facebook and we know YouTube. I know Holly that you love YouTube. So, do you have a couple of things for us in terms of YouTube? Any tips on you know what to keep in mind when when we want to upload videos on YouTube and we want our videos to reach many people? Yeah, so you must optimize your metadata. Otherwise, people are not going to be able to find your videos in the searches. What I mean by that is the title, the description, having a closed caption, script, um, adding appropriate tags. Um, all of that information matters in the search engines. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, definitely. And it's something I think also Lou stressed the importance of the of the metadata. So not only to focus on the title, but also on the description, as you said. And I'm I'm really curious to to hear your take on on this because when we think about video in Twitter, we we think about you know the, these new apps that have been released for uh, <laughs> live streaming on on Twitter. So apps like Meerkat and Periscope, and there's been discussion you know which one is better and which is number one, which is number two. But I'm really curious, Holly, to first of all to to see uh, which one you prefer. <laughs> You know, I think right now, personally, I'm using them for different reasons. Um, so Meerkat, I do more a structured kind of um, tutorial-based live video conversations. And Periscope's more just like a little more laid back for me. Mm-hmm. And I do a little bit more free-flowing, uh, fun type of uh, videos or live streams on, on Periscope. So two different platforms. I use them personally two different ways. Mm-hmm. Both are, both are excellent. And and w- and what are your tips? You know, because I, you know, I I was so excited that I just started to mention and throw those names out there, but I didn't think that maybe there there's someone who's listening to you and I who actually doesn't know about Meerkat and Periscope. So would you like to give them a quick overview of of the two apps and you know what they can get out of these two apps? Sure. So Meerkat and Periscope are both uh, live video streaming apps where you have the ability to stream live right from your, you know, iPhone or Android phone to anyone who wants to watch. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Meerkat um, alerts all of your Twitter or alerts um, your Twitter followers who follow you on Meerkat. Um, Your chat comments on Meerkat too. I'm speaking live in the video and then people have the ability to just chat right back to me. 
in mm-hmm. real time. So you create a really um, dynamic conversation. And that's part of when I discovered this app, like literally five days into the app um, being released, I was like, I am in love with this app because I, it was just the one thing I needed. It was the one thing that was missing. I felt in, in other aspects, um, which was that like instant live connection, conversation, community. Mm-hmm. And it was all there for me. And I was like, this is great. I love it. Um, I had taken a little meerkat hiatus and now I'm back. <laughs> awesome. So guys, you can find Holly also on meerkat and, and both Periscope and meerkat are free and you, you will find the links to those in the show notes. And I think they are both for uh, Apple and uh, uh, for iPhone and Android devices, right, Holly? I, I'm not 100% on Periscope. I think Periscope is both for both. I know Meerkat just released their Android uh, capabilities. Okay, yeah. Anyways, guys, just double check with, with the links. And Holly, I've really enjoyed talking to you. And to wrap up this conversation, do you have something that you're cooking, something coming up that you can share with us? Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for asking. I actually have, it's going on right now, a free three-day video challenge. It is the uh, No More Excuses video challenge. The I don't care if my hair is not done right, if I'm in my pajamas, come on in, make a video. No more excuses video challenge. I'm running it for three days. It's free. And I actually, I've run these a few times a month. Um, this one just started yesterday, but feel free to come on in and you can catch up. You can go to hollygstudios.com backslash no more excuses. <laughs> Love it. So guys, you heard it. There are no more excuses. Just, you know, get what you got out of this episode, the golden nuggets that Holly has shared with us and whether you're, you know, you're wearing a suit or you're wearing a pyjama, just join, join the No More Excuses video challenge by Holly G. Holly, thank you so much for being here with us and sharing your expertise about video. Thank you for having me. This has been my pleasure. Okay, everybody, we are back. Holly, thank you so much for being here with us, telling us more about how we can get started with video marketing, how we can leverage video to grow and promote our businesses and for telling us more about all the great things you do. And guys, speaking of great things, we've talked about Holly's free video challenge. You'll find the link in the show notes again at 360entrepreneur.net slash episode 32. And if you've enjoyed this conversation, if you really want to take action, you want to get started with video marketing, make sure to go to 360entrepreneur.net slash video star so you get more information on Holly's course. If you're serious about growing your business, you're gonna need video and Holly is your go-to video gal. Jan from 360entrepreneur.net here. Thank you so very much for taking time off your day and being here with Holly and I. I'll be back with you the next episode like always. See ya. Thank you for listening to the 360 Entrepreneur Podcast. For more tips and tools, head over to www.360entrepreneur.net.